You're listening to The Jill Monaco Show, episode number 26. Welcome to The Jill Monaco Show. I'm your host, Jill. Each week, I hope to bring you a message that inspires, encourages, or challenges you to go after and live a life you love. Join me and my friends as we explore what it means to love God, love ourselves, and love others. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Here we go. Well, today on the podcast, we have Manny Torres. You may remember him from American Idol a few years ago. He made it all the way to the top 14. He and I met through a common friend, and then I have enjoyed hearing him perform live in downtown Chicago and getting to know him. I asked him to be a part of the podcast today because I wanted you to hear his story. I know you'll be inspired not only by his faith as he went through lots of success, but then also how he went from a high to a low point in his life because of a difficult diagnosis. Let me tell you a little bit more about Manny. He is a Chicago-based singer-songwriter that lives for the passion-filled experience of his live shows. They are so amazing and energetic, and I had such a blast. His music brings the secular and the sacred into conversation with each other as he writes and covers songs that demonstrate the beauty, the pain, and hope that comprise the human experience as a whole. His voice is warm, even as he sings about heartbreak, such as as in Real Lies, and his joy resides underneath his sorrow. The the effect of this is that Manny enables his listeners to bring their own hurting hearts into a song with his. He creates this space for them to fully feel their pain and then release it and partake in the musical healing offered as he sings. In this way, Manny's music is an invitation to his listeners to embrace their hopes and their fears, their joys and their sadness, and find peace and calm within the messiness of life. Now, Manny gets this from personal experience, and I know you'll be inspired with our conversation today. Manny, thank you so much for joining the Jill Monaco Show podcast. Oh, thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. I'm so glad. Hey, you know, it was so fun to get to know you. I mean, I I watched you on American Idol and um, our common friend Renee had said, hey, vote for my friend. And and it wasn't hard to vote for you, man, because you're so good. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, no, I'm 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 glad we got to know each other, too. I know I remember the one RSNA conference from there. You came to a couple of shows and American Idol happened and it's been a heck of a uh, Alas, you know, last four years, that's for sure. Yeah. You know, so, you know, speaking of American Idol, what were you doing before that? So before American Idol, I kind of, I kind of decided early on that, um, that I wanted to do music. You know, I really wanted to get into the scene and, um, I'm 23 right now. And when I graduated high school, when I'm 18, I, um, I knew like it was either kind of go to a kind of D3 school and play some soccer, you know, or kind of go right into the music scene. You know, my dad was a pastor, so I grew up, I, you know, I grew up playing in the church. I grew up singing every, you know, every week. And um, I, my passion and my love for music and singing just continued to grow and grow where that became my thing. And I did, you know, some different talent shows and that. And, you know, I had no idea what, you know, what exactly I wanted to do in the music scene, but I know I wanted to perform and to sing, you know, so I decided to move to Chicago, um, fresh out of high school and just kind of went to a community college around the area, and, um, got a job as a, as a food runner at, at Roy's Hawaiian Fusion on State Superior back in the day. And, um, my goal was just to, just to, 
to to play out, you know, just to get in the scene, whatever that looked like. You know, I was I'm from Flushing, Michigan, which is right outside of Flint, mm-hmm. and uh, there's not a lot going on around <laughs> around there, you know. And uh, at the you know now Detroit's kind of coming, come you know, coming up, but at the time too, people weren't really you know doing things in Detroit. So I'm like, you know what? In my mind, I just got to get to a city that has you know more you know more noise, more things going on, you know, so I can yeah. kind of get and get into a scene, you know, and um, I moved to Chicago, you know, given it was five, you know, five, uh, only five hours away, you know, not too bad, you know, not like in LA or, you know, or uh, New York or something, but um, probably about a year before I got on American Idol, I decided I'm going to, you know what, like, I'm just going to trust, you know, trust myself, trust what I feel God is, you know, where God's leading me, and I'm yeah. like, let's just you know, do it full time, you know, and, and that was, that was, um, when I made that decision and I really was, you know, passionate and hustling and doing that, you know, and then, um, then one day my manager called me and uh, he was like, Hey man. And when I was in high school, I auditioned for the voice of season three and, um, I made it all the way up into the blinds and the team filled up before I could audition. So literally, like, I'm backstage, you know, I've been in L.A. for about, you know, a month or so. I'm, you know, I'm um, 17, so my mom's there with me. You know, we got the family. We're, you know, we're all nervous. You know, I have never sang anything but yeah. church music my whole life, you know. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, all right, cool, you know, this is my shot. And then the team fill up. And then literally, you know, I'm on a flight home back you know the next day you know like it never happened you know it was right. it was crazy yeah it was crazy how it worked but um a producer who saw me on the voice um remembered me when he transitioned you know as a producer to american idol and um so he shot he shot me an email i forwarded it to my manager and, and um he was like hey man they're doing a, they're doing private auditions here in you know chicago and I wasn't even really seeking, you know, she, you know, seeking these, uh, you know, the audition. I was like, ah, you know, I'm, uh, at this point I was getting my business off the ground with, you know, being full time. And I was focused on the, you know, the dates and the, and the things I already had solidified, you know? Right. Um, and I'm like, you know what, but you know, it's not like I have to travel anywhere. It's not like it's going to be a day. I mean, let's just audition and see where it goes. And, and from there, uh, I made those auditions and then got to go to San Francisco for, for the main audition and then ended up, you know, really doing well in that and then continue on to Hollywood that, and that whole process. And it was crazy. Mm-hmm. But before American Idol, I was doing, you know, I was kind of just, you know, getting off the ground of just being a, a full-time, a full-time musician, you know? So, yeah. um, yeah. And what people don't realize is, you know, we only see the highlight reels, right? On people's Facebooks exactly. or Instagram <laughs> and, and people don't know the work that goes into it. You know, we think people just got lucky and arrived, but exactly, exactly. No, that's, that's very true. And that's not the case at all. It's not the, uh, there comes a lot of, a lot of grind and a lot of, you know, a lot of, um, you know, sometimes pressure and weight that comes with, you know, the high of, of doing what you know you're called to do or doing what you love to do or, you know, and it's a grind. It's a grind. And even like, even, um, you know, when people see that highlight reel, you know, with American Idol, you know, when people think, oh, man, top 14 is this, you know, 
they're just like, oh, he made it, you know, you know, like he's <laughs> he's there, you know, like he he got it, you know. I got some friends that you know, and I'm like, no, nah, man, it's not. You know, right. that's just, uh, that's just, you're just climbing that one notch in the ladder and you got, you know, the whole way up to go. Yeah, to get paid to do what you love to do. You know, one of the things that I've always wondered when watching American Idol and you think, what is really going on behind the scenes? Like, how stressful is it? Because you're learning new songs and you're getting coached. And I mean, do you even sleep? <laughs> Tell us a little bit about that. Uh, it most definitely is TV and it's stressful too, you know, but I think, well, with American Idol specifically, they kind of like, for the way at least, like they kind of like in the beginning, they added on a lot more stress than probably what was necessary, you know. But just, but you know, everybody's hyped, you know, everybody's excited, and it's and it's Hollywood Week, and it's and Hollywood Week they call Hell Week or whatever, where it's that stressful, you know, it's because you, that's right, it's like you got one week and you're going from like you know, a couple, you know, a couple hundred to 50 people in four days, you know? So it's a matter of like, we're going through the first one, then we're going through group round and you're so stressed out about the first round. You're like, man, am I, then you find out you, you made it and you don't even have time to rejoice in the fact that you just made it because now we're starting the next round, which means we got to pick our, you know, pick our songs and it has to be approved by the producers and you got to go into a vocal coach and figure out the logistics and the arrangement, you know? And then you got to practice a song and that sucks, you know, <laughs> you know, so there's, uh, there's a lot that goes with it. But honestly, I feel like American Idol kind of more did it intentionally in the beginning to kind of see who's cut out for, for that, that level, that pace, you know? Totally agree with you. I mean, I was um, in the music industry in a different level. I did musical theater. But if you can't hack the audition and refining process, and if you can't do the stamina for the practice, then, you know, how are you going to maintain shows? Because I think as much as talent is a part of being successful, so is stamina, so is knowing how to run the business, so Absolutely. is knowing how to run your own emotions and uh, and, and be solid and confident. Because every artist, let's admit it, like we're all at some level insecure. Um, oh, absolutely. But if insecurity drives your career, you'll be doing, you're making all kinds of choices that aren't good. But what you and I have, which is faith in the Lord and confidence of who we are in Christ. And if that, if we know he gave us these gifts and we're driving with that and, um, that, and that confidence that we have there, you're just going to be able to sustain better. So I, uh, I can't imagine like what people do without Jesus, which I mean, on these shows, we hear a lot of people that talk about their faith and there's been other, you know, people that have done really well in American Idol. Talk a little bit about, you know, what were the people back, you know, behind the scenes? How many people were believers and did that come up often? And how did that work into, you know, supporting you through your process? Yeah. Um, yeah, like there, there were there were a few there were a few other uh, other contestants who who um, had faith and they you know and they were Christians and they were believers too. But honestly, there was a there was a big variety. You know, there was a big pool of of different people. And um, and honestly, through the through the stress and through and and through that that hype, you know, like you're you're so right. You're so right. You know that and and those and those moments, you know, it's when you it's when you have that, you know, have that foundation and have that, you know, 
trust and faith, you know, faith in, in God that he's doing something that, you know, that, you know, I'm, that I'm where I need to be, you know, that he's with me, you know, that did give me, that, that most definitely did give me that, that kind of extra, you know, bump up to, you know, okay, I can do this, you know, a kind of confidence and, um, you know, and, and, and just drive that that was coming from him and that thing. So I completely agree uh, in that. But in regards to everybody else, um, there were a few, you know, and I definitely did get to share my faith with a lot of my, you know, kind of the inner circle because one, one, one of my, where I feel like, honestly, one of the main reasons why I got to where I was in the show, um, honestly, I was, you know, I was, I was trying to play the game. You know, I was trying to figure out, you know, how, because everything's happening so quick. Decisions are being made every day, you know, and you're wondering whether you're making the right one. Did I make the wrong one? You know, did I, you know, trust my gut with this song? Did I go here? Did I go there? Uh, and whatnot. But one thing that I knew that like, cause even, even the story you, you hear on these, you know, on these shows that, you know, the story and, and, and your story is, is sometimes just as important as anything else in the show, you know, they really do market that. And, um, I, I felt like I really didn't have a compelling, you know, story like my, you know, at the time I'm like, Oh, you know, how many pastors kids, you know, have been on these shows, you know, like, singing pastors kids there's a lot of them you know <laughs> you know so uh you know so i'm like man that's not you know that's not really this and that you know but what i do that i had was energy and charisma and passion you know and, and i used that one i'm like you know what even apart from the show i'm like this experience is is gonna is unreal you know like uh, apart from what it can bring just the fact that um you know i'm there with you know, hundreds of people who all share the same passion that I share, you know, and I get the chance to connect and, and to make new friends and make long life friends here, you know? So that was kind of like, Oh, on my mind, even past the show, you know? So, I mean, I was cool with the producers, with the, you know, with the coffee people, with the moms, you know, with, you know, I would wake up early and I'd go sit and have coffee with, you know, some of the younger contestants, you know, they're, you know, probably sleeping or whatever, maybe, you know, a little early. And I'll sit with the moms and I'll talk with them, you know, and, you know, I mean, it was, it was, I was just soaking up the whole experience. And honestly, I feel like that is what, that is what um, kind of kept me in the game. I feel like a little longer than, than what my, than what my performance may have been, you know, and this is just, you know, probably me just being my worst critic, but, you know, where uh when I when I look back at the experience and even now where I'm um you know, like the 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 winner of the show, Trent Harmon, like he was, you know, throughout the experience, like, you know, we were roommates at the whole time. So we're the only we were the only two who got, you know, who got the same roommate consecutively over the courses over the like, top fifty and top twenty five and this, that and the other. And, um, oh, that's cool. Yeah, and till this day, man. I mean, we stay in, we stay in touch. You know, I went to visit him in, in Nashville recently, and you know, whenever he comes into town, you know, he'll hit me up, and just that, you know, relationship and that, and that friendship. That and he's a believer, also. Um, you know, that friendship, that relationship, and you know, me being able to meet his family and him with mine. You know, like that's, you know, that's something that I can hang on to, you know, long after American Idol is, you know, off or whatever it may be. 
Well, what an incredible experience you were able to have. Um, and you had said earlier that, you know, you when they package, um, when they do a package, you know, and explain your story, you didn't feel like you had a story. But interesting a lot, enough, after you left the show, God gave you an incredible story <laughs> through this really difficult diagnosis. I mean, we're laughing, but it's like yeah. hey, you, no one would want this story. Yeah. You know, we had a chance to to talk, and and the thing I love about I want the um, listeners to hear um, your faith and and how that got you through this thing. Um, but what I was really touched by was the joy on your face and the the determination you had to get through it, and how God just did that for you. So feel free to share with us um, when you left Idol. What 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 happened? Yeah, so you're not you're not lying, man. The story has definitely developed. It's, it's definitely taking its course. But yeah, so after Idol, I um I came back to Chicago, and I'm thinking I'm going straight to all right, man. Business, you know, like now you have this credibility. Now you have this this you know stamp. You know, let's start you know shaping the business. Let's start you know. Um, strategizing what are, you know, what are the goals? What are we trying to reach? You know, I was also, um, I'm contractually bound for about a year of not being able to release any music and things like that. So I'm thinking how, you know, what can we do now? You know, you know, that is still abiding to the contract that, you know, I can do this and that. And I mean, I'm having meetings and planning, you know, we're trying to build brand and, 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 you know, an identity and, and like, all these different things. I'm trying to move it out at a million miles an hour, you know. And then the summer's right. coming up too. So, I mean, I have weddings booked. I have Navy Pier cruise ships booked. You know, I have corporate events. I have all these different things that are locked in rehearsals, bands, all this. I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, yes, finally. I'm like, you know, this is. I felt like at that point I could, you know, this is my chance to be a big boy, you know, like I can, you know, now, right. now, it's, now I could take my business and, and grow from it, you know, and take these connections and relationships and move it to the next tier. And I'm like, you know, that's, that's the hustle that I'm, that I'm, you know, feeling right now. You know, I had my right. after idol. I like, um, I was, you know, cool with the, with, with the producer who booked the flight tickets and he agreed to, um, to fly me home like a week later and I went and went to like, you know, um, like, uh, national parks and these different hikes. And I just like decompressed for the week, you know, like where, you know, it just kind of ignored the the Facebook, ignored the the Twitter, all of it. You know, I got to decompress and and kind of bring myself back. Yeah. And then man, right um, right as I'm going into this, this, this level in my mind I think I'm going to where I'm like boom man I end up getting a back pain in, in like my lower it was like a lower lower back pain and it was like nerves you know like I'm I work out so I know mm-hmm. what I know what like you know deadlifts or like something like, like that that kind of muscle back pain yeah I know what that feels like and it was not one of those pains and uh, man it was consistent for days where I'm like it was just like that annoying, like pain that's like not too bad, but then again, it's really discomforting, you know. So it's like right there in the middle where I couldn't even, I couldn't even, I couldn't sleep, I couldn't concentrate at, you know, trying to because I got this sharp pain. So um, my brother, 
and um, they were celebrating uh, his wife's birthday one weekend in um, in Michigan, and that's where I'm from. So I uh, I went home, and that's where you know my parents' insurance are, and all that kind of stuff. So I went in. I'm like, you know what? I just went into the ER just to um, you know get this thing checked out and you know see see what's going on. So they ran some scans, and they're thinking it's uh, you know kidney stone or this or that. And uh, after I got the CT done, um, they were like, yeah, uh, so there's a, a, an inflamed mass of tissue in between you know, your two main arteries, your aorta and your vitiquator. And I'm like, inflamed mass of tissue? I'm like, dude, I know that's like a, it's a smart word for tumor. I'm like, you know, <laughs> in my mind, I'm like, I'm like uh, I, I know what that means. And um they're like, all right, well, you know, we, you know, we, we got to go to the hospital to, to run some more tests. And I'm like, all right, well, you know, I'll meet you there. They're like, no, we got to take you in an ambulance. I'm like, I mean, I can, I'm more than able to drive. They're like, no, like this is protocol, man. And from there, I went into the weekend of, of getting more tests done, and they ran um, an ultrasound, and uh, on my right testy, they found another small mass. From there, I went into surgery. Um, got that removed, and then then came the ballpark of of deciding how we're going to attack the three centimeter mass in between the you know couple of arteries. Whether we're going to go you know do chemotherapy or whether we're going to go into surgery. But if they go do surgery, that means they're going to have to you know remove just about all of my lymph nodes within my abdominal region. That could also you know have plenty of side or plenty of side effects and plenty of you know, um, possible things that could happen. And now I'm thinking, God, what is going on here? You know, like I'm right here thinking like, this is like, you had me on idol for a reason. You brought this way for a reason. And now I'm like fighting. Like I was in this funk of what is going on. Like, yeah. you know, and, and then I, you know, you even cross start the page. It's something that, you know, is this punishment for something that I did? Is this, you know, right. is this, did I did, you know, make the right decision on this? Should I not, you know? And, you know, your mind starts, you know, racing across all these different, um, all these different, you know, types of scenarios and stuff. As you can sure, you know, that's a, that's a heavy weight to, you know, to bear. And especially, like, I'm sure you can, you can relate, you know, with, you know, with, you know, people who are on the grind, people who hustle, people who have their own businesses, you know, you know, they're moving people, you know, like you wake up and you got things to do or, you know, you're, you're active, you're, you know, you're caring for people, you know, you're, you know, you're around. And for me to go from that lifestyle to just boom, like bedridden all day, every day, you know, I was like, oh my Lord, this is like, you know, what is going on? Um, but yeah, but yeah, so I, uh, I took that time, you know, so in the process of, um, recovering from my first surgery and then, um, deciding what I felt, you know, um, I should do uh, in regards to treatment. Um, because, you know, you hear the scares of chemotherapy and, you know, I've never, I've never, I've had, you know, some distant family go through that, but I've never had to witness that, you know, myself. And, right. you know, I'm sure you can understand, you know, all you, all you know is what you, what you hear in the movies, what you see, you know, that, 
<laughs> you know, so I'm like, man, I really don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah, and you're like 21, yeah. so it's not like you have a lot of friends who have gone through something like cancer before. And, yeah, exactly. And you've also got your own business. I know as, you know, as myself and you and other people that we know, when, when you're the sole, like if you don't work, you don't get paid. Like exactly. there is, exactly. it all relies on you. And now you're in bed, you are trying to make these big decisions. And I remember you telling me that you made some shifts in your diet even. Oh yeah, no, yeah. And I'm telling you, and that kind of goes, that kind of, that kind of talks to the big picture of, of this story too, honestly. But, um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm having to make these decisions and, and, I'm trying to decipher what the heck God is trying to teach me or what, what, what is, you know, what is going on here. And, um, and honestly, but yeah, you're, you're totally right that when you're the, you know, when you're the main, you know, person of your business and you don't work, you don't, you know, you don't, you don't make money. And not only that, all the big commitments of it, you know, the contracts that I, you know, signed you know, for, weddings or for this now it's my responsibility to find them covered too and to make sure that you know you know relationships aren't burned you know <laughs> even though i'm sure you know they they, they everybody totally understood the severity of the situation you know i'm sure you can relate to this also but sometimes you know we can get so caught up in in the busyness so caught up in the next you know the next thing or the next move or or, you know, how are we, you know, growing mm-hmm. that, you know, it tends to lose focus, you know, it tends to, you know, it tends to kind of wander instead of going, you know, the direction hitting, you know, you know, that, that innocence of the way it started, you know, of this is what I love to do. This is who I am. Sometimes can get, you know, drowned out by the, by the business and by hitting the next tiers. And, and, um, I was moving at a, at a fast pace, you know? What did God teach you during that season? Yeah, so that, yeah, that's what I was getting into is that I felt like it's what I needed to revisit some of those roots, some of the um, um, get things in order, you know, within within the reason that I'm, why, you know, the reason I'm pursuing what I'm, you know, what I'm pursuing, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and what I want to write about and what I want to feel, you know. Um, but at the time, it was hard, some, it was hard to, to kind of decipher all that too, because of because physically, you know, my body's going through a trauma of, of you know. So I decided to do chemotherapy mm. instead of surgery, and um, you know, my body's physically going through a trauma, so I'm dealing with you know with that where I'm trying to fight my body, well, you know, to you know my the the effects that that's coming on top of that, you know, right. Um, but also too spiritually too, and, and what this means you know, for, for me, you know, spiritually, but either way, but before I started, before I started, uh, chemotherapy and, um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll make it, yeah, I'll, I'll make it short. But before I started, I was, I had about a month to find my, um, my oncologist. So I was, you know, if I'm going to do chemotherapy and I'm going to make sure, or if I'm, you know, whoever is going to be operating on my body, I'm going to make sure that I, you know, that I have, you know, trust in him and I, and I, and I you know, it's going to be the doctor that I, that I feel is right for the job, you know. Right. And I ended up, I ended up finding that. But in the meantime, I also, too, you know, Renee called me and, um, you know, oh, Renee, God bless her soul. Hmm. She, uh, you know, she called me and she was, you know, just kind of letting me know some, 
of different ways to kind of educate, you know, yourself on, on the situation and on, and on, uh, and on chemo and cancer. So she referred me to a, um, it was the truth about cancer, which is a, it's like a video series of just different, um, of different, you know, like facts and truth about cancer that, you know, anyone who's, who's dealing with it or going through should definitely check out because there's a lot of really good points, but either way, you know, diet and nutrition, you know, started to come in where, you know, I'm, I'm starting to learn a little bit about this. And before, you know, I'm 22, 20, you know, I'm kind of 22, so, you know, I'm eating what I want, when I want, you know, <laughs> like, right. and, and like, you know, I'm, I'm working out too. So, you know, it's not like, I'm like, you know, you know, whatever, if it, if it looks good and tastes good, that's what I'm talking about. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that, that was on me, you know, and um, learning this and I learned a little bit about, you know, carbohydrates and sugars and things like that. And I'm like, you know what, for a month, I'm going to, I'm going to try to cut out, you know, all processed sugars, all processed carbohydrates, um, out of my diet, you know, and just go straight to greens and protein, just about it, you know? And, um, I start my chemotherapy and I go through two cycles. And before I started my chemotherapy, my doctor, um, we went through a CAT scan and, he wanted to get it before, you know, obviously and after, so he can tell how, if the chemo's working or not, you know? And right. um, two cycles into it, he sits, he sits, um, you know, me and my parents down. And, and I mean, him and the other urologists were the same guys when I was, you know, when I would ask a question or two about, you know, about, you know, sugar, about diet, about anything, you know, they kind of were like, listen, man, I, you know, they, they want, they were trying to, you know, definitely trying to bring the severity across but they were like listen cancer only does one of three things bro it stays the same it grows and it spreads those are your options like they so they they they, never said hey you can shrink it no they never said nothing they're trying to tell me hey don't waste my time with questions that we shouldn't be dealing with right now you know uh, but yeah. not, not not in a mean way. But like you you get the point. Yeah. They're just they're just trying to get the point across. They're like the, you know, they're trying to reel me back in. Whatever. Right. Um, and I've heard and I've heard this truth about cancer. Um, that people talking about that and and that nutrition really does make a difference. Some people have seen a decrease in the size of their tumor or completely go away, and all they did was change their diet. Exactly. Not that, that, not that it, we're prescribing that. Not like we're doctors on air. Yeah, I don't want yeah, anyone to like not. avoid absolutely medical advice. Uh, yeah, exactly. Absolutely not. You know, there's a lot of factors that come into play, but you're exactly right. And after my second, after my second, um, my second uh, cycle, um, we went and sat down and had a meeting and we've been praying, you know, we've been praying um, about, about, that about that scan, you know, like every morning, mm-hmm. you know, my, my family would anoint me and they would, you know, and, and read Psalms and scriptures over me. And I mean, we would pray, you know, saying that this, that this tumor, you know, is benign, you know, that is not cancerous, you know, or, you know, like, I mean, there was a million different prayers and there was even a moment yeah. in my, in, in, in a point where I remember when, you know, I was at church and, you know, and pastors preaching, and you know, the altar call opens up, and you know, I've I've listened to a lot of sermons and a lot of altar calls too, you know. But right. one thing just kind of clicked where I'm just like, 
am I praying like, like, you know, like I actually believe it? Like, am I believing that God can heal me? Am I really, or am I just praying it just because I know that's what you pray when you're sick, you know? And right. I know that's, you know, and, and, and it was something as simple as that. And I know it sounds pretty, you know, you know, simple, but like, it's true though. You know, a lot of the times, you know, when we're praying and when we're going through certain things, you know, we're kind of praying it thinking like, well, we know God obviously can, you know, heal us, you know, cause he's God, but will he, or I just hope he does, you know, you know, whatever it may be, instead of having faith and having hope and having trust in those words, you know, and, 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 and that kind of came over me. I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to start, I'm going to start believing and actively praying and having faith and trusting that God can heal me, you know, that right. God can Amen. heal me and will, and regardless of what happens, you know, after that, I know where that faith comes from. And I know, you know, through, through, for, from what, you know, Jesus did that, um, it's, it can happen, you know, and I'm going to start believing it, you know, and, um, I'm in the doctor's room and he's like, I don't know, you know, I don't know what to say, but then he kind of, he even kind of, you know, cause he knew that we had, that we were Christians. He was like, man, I guess, you know, your, your prayers work, well, your prayers work. This is what the doctor's telling me. He goes, wow. cause the tumor shrunk 50%, more than 50% before any treatment was given. What? Before <laughs> any treatment was given, the tumor shrunk over 50% from just a month. From just wow. a month. And I think it's a combination of all of it, you know, of of, of the prayer, of, yeah. of the decisions to kind of, you know, cut certain things out of my, my diet. And, um, yeah, so, you know, from, you know, I'm, here I am thinking, like, I'm in this battle you know in my mind and my spirit of like what is the purpose like why would you you know why would you you know instill such a passion for you know for 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 music and for what i'm trying to do to then you know diagnose me and, and you know have me and in my mind everything was fading away you know like right. if i'm not working the whole business is going down the drain you know <laughs> right well because you had to one thing we didn't mention is you had to leave chicago and move back home with your parents in michigan to go through exactly, all this exactly 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 so i mean it, it, exactly so i'm right here thinking like i moved out when i was 18 you know and i'm like whoops <laughs> looks like i'm coming back when i'm 22 <laughs> You know, but, uh, yeah. but exactly. But then that moment was like, okay, that was that, that I know he's with me. I know there's a purpose. And, and what I got to do is just be obedient to what the word says and just live, you know, mm. just, just fight through it. You know what I'm saying? And when you, there's countless yeah. stories in the Bible that, that, um, that do, you know, that, that, that share that, you know, that perseverance and that faith, regardless of what the outcome or regardless of the situation is and when you really find the true blessings are in those moments and um yeah and, and yeah and, and that's what the doctor said so that you know what from then on out i kind of took it as i know i'm gonna half me wanted to say forget chemo like i'm going yeah. out <laughs> you know but i'm like you know what i started it you know i started it i'm gonna finish it um but then like now i feel like god just continues to reveal like different like things that start to click in my head of like Ah, like that's what you had going on too when I was going through those, you know, through mm -hmm. that time. So it's not like just this one thing of like God needed me to slow down. You know, I 
I wholeheartedly believe that there's, you know, little lessons and little things that God needed to reveal to me and God, you know, I needed to, to learn and needed a time to spend, you know, at home with hours yeah. to think. And then also to like, you know, the, the inspiration and, you know, and, and, and the lyrics and the music that I'm hoping to come out of this and that has came out of this and I'm working mm-hmm. on, you know, I feel like that has way more of a purpose too than what I've ever could have, you know, um, imagined also too. So there's a lot of different things that are in it, but yeah, the diet yeah. nutrition part too, it's something that I continue like, I'm, um, man, I'm, I, uh, it's, it's unreal how it's not even like a diet it's literally like changing the paradigm of which you view food and you view the way that you, you know, that you eat, you know, and it's just, if you were to talk to me like a couple of years ago, I would have been like appetizers, desserts. I'm like another appetizer, then two more hmm. entrees, you know, like oh, whatever, yeah. you know, because I just love the experience of food. You know, I just love indulging in all of it. Well, now I'm like, okay, you know, I'm not thinking, did I get my 3000 milligrams of potassium? And I'm like, no, I didn't. I need to get a salad. You know, there's like, yeah. you know, I'm thinking of like a completely different shift, man, but it's, it's, it's insane. It's insane. We could have a whole other podcast just talking about that. I've learned a lot about that over the last year. We were chatting about that last time we saw each other. And, um, and yeah, I think that God has set us up to be body, soul, and spirit. And a lot of us spend a lot of time in one area and especially for those of us in the church, we think about, I want to be, you know, close with God. I want to be serving him. I want to be in his word. And all those are good things. But he also tells us that our body is a temple and we need to take care of that. You and he's given come. us That's insight. So true. I'm right? telling you, yeah, we can we, most we definitely be have able a to... whole other podcast on that, too, because I love <laughs> to talk about it now. It's so funny. Yeah. I'll be talking about it with my friends or something. I'll be like, dude, you know. It's a lot of refined carbs, bro. I'm like, you know, <laughs> like, you know what that's doing? And they look at me like, dude, shut up. Like, you know, right. like I'm talking about it for days. And they're like, bro, <laughs> we get it. Yeah. We shouldn't be eating. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But yeah, if our bodies give out, then we're not going to be able to do the things spiritually we want to do. We're not going to be able to do our careers that or take care of our families. Like, you know, it's kind of like in the in, when you're in the um, airplane and they tell you if something happens and the masks come down, put the mask on yourself first before the child next to you because we have to take care of ourselves first, not to be self-centered, but do that and then take no, care of that's others. True. That's most so. definitely true. And you're, and you're totally right where this experience too, like, like, seeking so much information and um, also seeking, you know, and it just, it just clicks, you know, with the way that God has designed us to be and the way that our bodies, like when you go yeah. into the details, you're like, man, God, like you really get to see like just the, the, the awe and the, the wonder of who our God is and, and how he's created us to be. Like it just blows to my mind. It blows my mind. You're right. You can focus on the spirit and the mind and the word and all that's great. But the body's a huge part of that, a part of that too, you know. But who would have thought? Yeah. Are there any books or anything that you could recommend to people that want to learn more about this? I can always put that in the show notes on the website as yes. well. Yes. Um, I have. Oh, yeah. Good Calories, Bad Calories is is a book uh, by I believe the name is Gary Tolb. Um, but man, it's it's a really it's a really good book on on talks about you know, 
kind of obviously good calories and bad calories. But when you look into it, though, like, you're like, when, who really knows the definition of a calorie, you know? We throw around this term of calories, calories, this, but, you know, what, what it exactly is that? And it's true that, you know, there's certain things that, that, that go into your bloodstream immediately, and there's others that are, that are digested and, and, and broken apart for energies in ways that our body was designed. And that was a huge, uh, a huge kind of, uh, in, you know, enlightenment when, when I'm thinking about what should I be eating or, you know, foods are, are good for that. And then there's another one, um, I want to say it's called Good for Health, but I'll text you to make sure these, these books, because I listen to a lot of podcasts too. That was another thing, a lot of Tim Ferriss podcasts and Dr. Peter Atia and Tom Diagostino. Man, they just go in. I'm, I'm more of an audio, uh, uh, listener, but, yeah, no, I'll definitely send you a few, but the, the, um, truth about cancer. I think that's the, that's the start for anybody who's, who's, you know, fighting something, you know, fighting something with their health or cancer or, or they know of, of anybody in it because we kind of just, we kind of just, um, cut out, you know, like we don't even realize like how, 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 um, the impact of what we eat, you know, and of, of and how we can use that to to our benefit. Oh, and don't even get me started on fasting. I just I just uh I just finished like a um a three day fast and I try to do at least a three day fast every quarter, but um man, it's unreal. It's like unreal the, the benefits and, and the pros to to fasting. Like spiritually and physically. Like it's it's crazy. Like it really is. People think that when we don't put food, you know, in our, in our bodies that we, we starve to death. And like, no, 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 that's definitely not the truth, you know? And, and that's how our body was designed, you know, with water, obviously. And spiritually, biblically, the Bible talks about, you know, this, this imagery of, of water, you know? And, uh, that is going the same to the, to the, um, to the relevance of our body and how much we need it. But food, you know, we can go, we can go, we can go mm-hmm. a lot longer than what we think we can. And yeah. when you realize the, the pros of what it does to your body and rejuvenates and, and it's, it's, it's crazy. But anyway, yeah. well, that'll be another I'm, podcast. <laughs> we'll do another podcast. Yeah. I've done intermittent fasting now. So if people are interested in, in you know, Googling a little bit about that and, yeah. and I've done a three day and I've done a longer than three day fast as well. And your body is allowed because it's not putting the energy to digest. It's it able is. to do other things and exactly. and heal in other ways to kind of give the listeners a quick uh, recap on that. But what we didn't say was after all of this, you are you're healed, right? And you're back in Chicago and so tell us where you're at right now. Yes, I'm sorry I got so deep into into the beginning. Yeah, so I'm good. I finished my four cycles of chemo. I um you know, finished the rest of the year in Michigan and now I'm back in Chicago. Um I recently released a song by the name of Real Lies. And um, this song is just kind of, you know, just this whole, you know, experience. I feel like I kind of came around full, you know, back full circle, you know, or, or now I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm back in line to the beginning of, of the reason why I, I went out for this pursuit and the reason why I feel that God has, um, has led me down this road, you know. And yeah. um, realized that that beginning was that beginning experience for me years ago in a relationship that I was in that didn't work out, and she broke my heart, and so on and so forth. All the, all the good stuff, you know. But yeah. that experience, 
that experience that I went, you know, that I went through with her, you know, really did, you know, it, it, it affected me and it played a, and it played a significant role, you know, throughout, you know, my life or whatever. And, uh, uh, for the first song to release that, I wanted to release that, you know, for, you know, different reasons too. Of, you know, I, I, you know, I was kind of on a, on a trying to make up for lost time in regards to content, but, um, yeah, and now I'm at a place where I'm performing, so I'm trying to make up for some lost time and, and really yeah. spending a lot of time. Usually, like Tuesday, you know, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday through through Sunday. I mean, I'm singing every night. Sunday, usually at church, I'm serving um, at Logan at Park Community Church in Logan Square. That's going to be Church in the Square, actually a church plant here in mm. September. So I serve there, you know, in the music and and um, however the church needs it and. Um, yeah, and I'm good. So now I'm, I'm just kind of performing awesome. a lot and then I'm writing, you know, I'm trying to, you know, take now that my body's healthy, now that I have a, you know, a clear mind, I'm, I'm kind of revisiting these experiences, revisiting these lessons, revisiting, yeah. you know, um, just the, the full, you know, the full experience and trying to figure out how I can, how I can share that and, 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 um, you know, turn that into a, a melody, uh, uh, a, you know, uh, a song. And uh, put that out there. So I've been working on some stuff with that that I'm trying to get and be more authentic in, you know, my writing and more relevant to my story now. So that's kind of where I'm at, just grinding the way, singing, serving, and writing. There we go. Awesome. Oh, well, God is so good. I love your story um, and the testimony of what God's done in your life. And there's so much more to come because you are only 23. So um, and and hey, just for everyone who's listening, if you want to get to know Manny more, you can go to his website, which is MannyTorresOfficial.com. Uh, you can also find him on Facebook under Manny Torres Music or Instagram and Twitter. I will leave all the links for how you can find him on the show notes. And uh, so I am so glad that we had time to sit down and chat today. Thanks so much for joining me. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. I look forward to the next one. Sounds good. Hey, everyone, thanks so much for tuning in to the Jill Monaco Show. If you've enjoyed this podcast, would you share it with your friends? And especially if you have people maybe who need to overcome uh, a trial in their life, um, or if they just really are a fan of Manny, be sure to share it. And you can find out all the things that we talked about, links to things, if you go to jillmonaco.com and click on the link for podcasts, and you'll see uh, this show there. And if you've really enjoyed the podcast, be sure to subscribe, leave a comment, and uh, you're welcome to support it too financially. We always appreciate that here at Jill Monaco Ministries. So thank you so much for tuning in, my friends. And remember, love well, you were made for it.